This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. I'm Kat. And we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. This will be our last Monday episode before Halloween, so we're super excited to release it to you, and we have an exciting story to share from you. It's got your classic graveyard and ghouls, so, I mean, we can't get much better than that for Halloween. Our guest is Lindsay. She's a fan. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is super fun. You've heard our podcast before. Uh, so where do you fall on the Believo meter? Zero meaning ghosts aren't real at all and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. You know, I'm a solid five right now. I could go either way. Like I would love to say like, absolutely, that's awesome. But I, you know, I don't know. I'm just not quite there yet. <laughs> There's definitely, I think, things that happen that you can't explain. I don't necessarily think that the solution is always ghosts. Um <laughs> You know, but I think that there's territory to be explored. So yeah, I'm, I would say I'm a solid five. I know the story that you're here to share, but I'm curious, have you experienced anything supernatural before that event? I did actually. And it it was probably one of the only times that I would really say like, excuse me, but like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I'm loud here, don't worry. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, you know, you never know. Um it was in Georgia, which I think, are you guys, where are you? You're in, in Atlanta. Georgia. Yeah. We're okay. in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. So I was in West Georgia for a wedding. Um, in, so Carrollton, Noonan area. Okay. And then the wedding venue was in Temple, hmm. tiny little town. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, um, friend from college <laughs> and it was this beautiful, big plantation southern style house and me like I grew up in Portland Oregon so like we don't have that there so everything is amazing all the time when you go to the south and you're from like Portland and you're just like oh everything is so old and like wow you know because Portland's just rainy and gray all the time and like in New Mexico everything's like adobe so you don't get like the real big beautiful houses um (laughs) so I'm at her wedding and I'm in the wedding and we're getting ready and I'm, I'm like, you know, we're getting all ready upstairs. Everybody goes down because it's time for pictures. And I'm like, hold on, I'm just going to like fix something real quick. So I went into the bathroom and I hear my name. They're like, it's like Lindsay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I look around the corner and there's nobody there. I look down the stairs. There's nobody there. I look out the window and everybody is outside. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, maybe somebody popped their head in, whatever. Okay. So I go back to doing what I'm doing. And then I go sit at this little mirror thing and I'm fixing my hair and taking my sweet time um (laughs) and everybody's outside and I feel like this like tap 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 on my shoulder and I'm like what and I turn around and there is nobody there like Uh, nobody (laughs) and I was like 
totally freaked out because number one, like I'm pretty skeptical. Number two, like something clearly called my name <laughs> and then tapped me on the shoulder, like literally touched me. And it felt like, you know, like a legit, like tap, tap, tap. And I'm like, okay, what do you need? And there was nobody there. And I went outside just totally like weirded out. And then later I told my friend about what happened, she, you know, the bride, I didn't want to like bug her in the middle of her wedding. Um, I know you're about to walk down the aisle, but uh, really have you ever heard of ghosts here? Like, so I mentioned it to her and she was like, oh yeah, the wedding planner said that happens all the time. And I'm like, why would you get married here? Like, <laughs> welcome to the South. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was totally freaked out. It was just so, kind of like one of those weird things. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> as like a skeptic minded person, what kind of things went through your head when you felt that? Um, For sure. Like there was somebody there. Like I was just like thinking of all the ways that there like had to be somebody there. Like and then I'm looking for like all the places they could possibly be. Like, you know, like yeah. did they peek their head around the corner and tap me and then like run down the stairs? Like, were they there the whole time? Like I'm going through all the scenarios of like how it wasn't that. <laughs> Cause and I was just like, there's no way it could have been like a little muscle spasm or something like that. It like literally felt like a tap. It was three, it was three distinct like tap, tap, taps. Almost yeah. like if it like if someone's tapping you, like, hey, hold on, excuse me, you know, and it was just very direct and it was it was weird. Wow. That is no. weird. And then weird that like the wedding planner was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it happens all the time. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. sounds like a little yeah. prankster. Little yeah, prankster. no joke. <laughs> little, little trickster ghost. Um, well, yeah, that's certainly scary. I, I'm surprised you maintained a five after that. Although, I mean, I had experiences too, and I was probably about a five when we started this podcast. So I get that. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when that happened? Uh, I was probably about 30. So, I mean, I'm like 38 now. <laughs> okay. So you're, yeah. you're, that's interesting because your experiences weren't when you're a, a child, which is like no. what we hear so much of is like during my youth, this uh, X, Y, and Z happened. So that, yeah. yeah, that has to be a little jarring when you are kind of a full-fledged adult, you already have kind of your belief system. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, you've got a ghost calling your name and tapping you on the shoulder. Were you able to, I know you talked to the bride, but did you have a date there? Were you able to convince anybody else that that happened or did they kind of just shoo you aside? I told my husband and he did, but he's like, so like skeptical, like to the core, he was just like, okay, whatever. Like he was just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Maybe, you know, maybe you just thought someone tapped you. I'm like, no, like legit, somebody like tapped me. It was like a straightforward. And he's just like, I mean, probably not, but okay. <laughs> like He's just trying to like shove it off. Um, no, I tried to do some research on the house and I didn't really find a lot on it. It's called, uh, the McGarity house. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't find much. I just, they have a website, but it's all wedding stuff. So. Right. Have, have you all watched midnight mass yet on Netflix? Mm -mm. No. It's a new, um, essentially the new haunting on Hill house is done by the same people. You know, they reuse the same actors and stuff. It's so I know spoilers or anything, but it's, it's so, so, so good. Like the perfect itch for Halloween. I think it's like a 90% on rotten tomato. It's rated, you know, all their stuff is really quality. So I recommend that for the audience if you haven't seen it. So you had that experience and then did that pique your curiosity into the supernatural that led you to this graveyard or were you always kind of interested? I've always been interested, like for sure. Um, when I was younger, I was really scared of cemetery. Like I was terrified of them, like didn't want to go into them, didn't want to go by that, like just like wanted nothing to do with it. Um, I think, you know, honestly, I think my 
my interest in this supernatural sort of peaked like moving to New Mexico. Um, there's a lot of history here. There's a lot of like folklore and just like stories. And it's like, there's just like a deeply ingrained culture here where it's almost like everybody believes in the paranormal a little bit. Like, so it's just kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, like I'm a little curious now, like, you know, so I, I pay it a little more mind, I think, than I did before. Okay. That's kind of how I felt moving to the South. It just like, it seems like everyone here, like you are like a weirdo if you don't believe that ghost exists. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it was a really fascinating cultural shift. For yeah, me. that's true, JJ. Oh, like yeah. I have a, um, a cousin who is really more like an uncle. He's in his um, mid fifties, super like straight laced conservative dude. And one day he, he found out about this podcast and he told me about a ghost that they have that travels from their house to like this outside basement thing they have. He's like, oh yeah, you can hear him talking down there. We named him. He pushes stuff over all the time. And I was just like, and the South is a wild place. We really all yeah. do believe in ghosts. I think there's something, yeah, it's something about the history ingrained in a place too. I mean, like growing yeah. up in Oregon, it's like there's history, but it's still fairly new-ish. Like, right. you know, it's like last mm -hmm. hundred years, maybe. Um, as far as like settlers coming in the Oregon Trail yeah. and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, but there's definitely a lot of trauma here. No doubt about that. Oh, not, yeah. Not short on, on that. Well, so why don't you tell us what you found in the graveyard, where you went and how that all came to be? <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I took a trip to Hannibal, Missouri. Uh, I was 34 at this point. And my brother lived there for a while. He lived in Hannibal. His wife is from the area. So they bought a house and like they lived just in Hannibal, Missouri. And I had, I kind of had some interesting like personal news in my, in my personal life. Like I found out that my <laughs> biological dad wasn't my dad. Like the dad that raised me wasn't my dad, like via a DNA test. Um, so it was kind of a confusing time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to take a little trip to just sort of like clear my head a minute, kind of just let it be for a second gather myself and then I'll come back and deal with this. Um, <laughs> so I called my brother. I'm like, Hey, can I buy a ticket to Hannibal? Like, like this time. And so I went and Hannibal in the summer is not, uh, not, not the most fun. <laughs> it's real quiet. Um, there's not a lot to do. It's very mellow. Hannibal's a cool town. Like there's a lot of history, but it's also kind of a dead town. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. You can buy a mansion for like $45,000 if you want. <laughs> Wow. um Jeez. it's kind of wild Here but, we go. yeah <laughs> i mean it has potential if you can new podcasting out. hub Hannibal. <laughs> there's so many there and you're just like how am i living my life like i don't know i could i could live in this amazing house in hannibal for like nothing right. um so i went to go visit my brother and like we did the touristy things we did like a riverboat cruise with like you know booze and cruise kind of thing and like up and down the Mississippi. And then I'm like, dude, they have a ghost tour. We should go on that. You know, he's like, cool. I've never been. So we're just finding all the touristy things that we can do because there's not a lot to do. Um, it's hot, it's humid. So that night we go into this little, um, it's like you meet downtown, you get into this little tour bus. It's like a little open air kind of trolley situation. They take you around all these little places in Hannibal and they're like, Oh, this is haunted. Here's the stories. And it's kind of cool for the history too. And at the end, they're like, we're going to go up to this cemetery. And it's the old Baptist cemetery that um, Mark Twain writes about and like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Oh, wow. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, all right. I didn't know that was a real place, but I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Like who knew? 
So then the tour guide is telling us that they're like, well, this was the original cemetery for the town. And it's built up on this like kind of steep hillside, probably to avoid like flooding and stuff like that. And then as the families kind of died off and the generations died off, the cemetery was sort of left. And then it kind of just became overgrown. And then people sort of forgot about it for like 40 years. Hmm. So it got lost. So then people started building around the area and then they re- like rediscovered it. And they were like, oh, we should take care of this. You know, <laughs> this is history. So it's an interesting place. There's some graves in the cemetery that belong to slaves, which is kind of cool because it's like, normally they didn't get their own headstones with their name. I mean, it was like an odd uh-huh. anomaly. So there's a few of those in there and they gave us um, dowsing rods. And I am like not a fan. <laughs> I think if there's a way to find a ghost, that's probably not it. I don't know. Like just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I know like most of our listeners are super educated in the paranormal and supernatural but for those who aren't that you hold okay great (laughs) they look like antennas like they're like it's almost like holding i'm like like people can see me but i'm holding (laughs) imagine holding like a mug right but they're antennas so you have like a little handle and then they stick out in front of you and they're supposed to swivel like different directions or cross and I think, and I'm not totally versed on this, but I think the idea is that it, it, they pick up on like changes in, I'm, see, this is where I, I am not great at this. It's like changes in energy or shifts in the, in the atmosphere. Like there's something. Aren't they supposed there, to find water too underground or was that something else? No, that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know how they do that either. <laughs> like, I don't know, but apparently it's pretty accurate. I'm going to Google it y'all and get the official definition. Yeah, because I, like, I had never used these before. I just typed in, into Google, I typed in Google dousing rods. <laughs> Kat, you don't have to address Google by name. <laughs> Kat, trying okay. to get us another four-star review. <laughs> dowsing is a type of uh, pseudoscientific divination employed in attempts to locate groundwater, buried metals or ores, gemstones, oil, grave sites, uh, it's weird. Malin earth vibration. Malign. Uh, what is a maligned earth know. vibration? And many other objects. Your listeners, anyone? We call that Sunday <laughs> night at my house. Hey, With, without the use of a scientific apparatus. So it's a it's a rod. It's a, a specifically a forked stick, uh, commonly of hazel, and it's yeah mainly supposed to be useful in locating underground water. See, I didn't realize that was the same thing as like the the water sticks. Yeah. Like, I've like, so, you know, like I, I said, I moved to the South and like where I was originally, Kansas, it like, you know, at least from my point of view, it didn't seem like that many people around there believed in ghosts. But I have, I have heard so many farmers in Kansas like swear by dowsing rods as a way to like figure out where to tap a well. So... Yeah. Well, you know, my father-in-law is a surveyor, like a land surveyor. And he says that from time to time, like in New Mexico, like the real OGs, like out in like the farm, they'll do that too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was like a scientific thing. Cool. Like, they're like, here, have these dowsing rods. And like, you get to walk around in this graveyard. And like, again, like graveyards used to not be my favorite thing. I've actually kind of warmed up to them since then. But I'm like, I told my brother, I'm like, you're holding those. I'm not touching that shit. Like, <laughs> like I... <laughs> I'm kind of, I, I wouldn't say like superstitious, but I'm like, if anything's about to go down, I am not holding those. Like, yeah. 
just in case. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, like you do it. You want to be standing next to the person that gets cursed. Right. You know, yeah. I'm like, take him. <laughs> <laughs> the bear's chasing you through the woods. You're pushing your brother down. Like, oops, sorry. I mean, he's got little, he's little, he's short. He can run. He'll be all right. You know, I feel like he's okay. <laughs> but you were the predominant one asking the questions, right? Or were, Yeah, you know. which is, I guess, I don't know how that even makes sense. I'm like, I'll ask the questions, but you hold the rods. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So we're walking around and the tour guide did tell us beforehand, she's like, you know, you might get some information that doesn't like make sense to you right away, but it might later. And I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? Like, it, I mean, okay, like whatever lady. Um, and then they told us too, like historically, some of the graves, when they, when they rediscovered this cemetery, some of the predominant people that were buried there removed from this older cemetery into a newer one <laughs> I don't know why but they were moved so they moved a bunch of people down to this like newer cemetery in town um so there's a big area kind of off to the side that looked more like a field and people used to be buried there and it's just empty now um so we're walking around it's like dusk it's a little bit humid you know you're hearing the crickets and we're asking questions and we're getting like nothing. Like we're walking around the headstones and it's just like, okay, like this is dumb. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they start, they, they go one direction and I'm just like, oh, that's weird. Like, let's follow that, <laughs> you know, let's do that. And so my brother's like, okay, when you want us to stop, like 
cross the rods. And so we're walking and it's turned to the right and we're walking, walking and all of a sudden they cross. And I'm just like, hmm, all right, well, you know, could be a coincidence, but that's cool. Like, <laughs> let's just go with this. Um, and so we're sitting there and we're asking questions because, you know, you can only do like yes or no questions, like for yes, swing it right or left or, you know, and then, you know, you can say like, if this is true, like, cross them. So it's right. kind of basic with what you're working with, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we start asking questions like, you know, were you a slave? No. Okay. Were you this person? Were you that? No, no. And we're like, okay, well, this is fun. Um, <laughs> finally, we're like, you know, um, are you male or female? It's male. We're like, okay. And we're asking different things like, how old were you? Um, and then we get to like, were you, were you born here? And it's like, no. And we're like, okay, well, are you an immigrant? Yes. We're like, oh, all right. So we got this dude who's like an immigrant. It's a male. Like, let's ask some countries and see if we come up with something. So we're going through all these countries, we get to Germany and it's like, yes. <laughs> and we're like, all right, German, cool, weird, all right. And so I'm like joking around and I'm just like, do we, do we remind you of someone you know? Is that why you're like talking to us? And it's like, yes. <laughs> and oh. I'm like, okay. And so we go through like family members, right? And we get to its mom and it's like, yes. And so I joke around and I'm like, did you like your mom? <laughs> And it's like, no, <laughs> excuse me, what? Like, uh, yeah. And it was funny because like, I, you know, I'm blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skinned. And that day I had my hair up in like this old timey kind of bun. Cause it was hot outside and humid. And I'm wearing this long black, like maxi dress. And it kind of looked a little old timey too. And so I was like, well, that's really interesting. I, I remind you of your mom. You're from Germany. Okay. Super weird. And I'm thinking like, this could literally just be us like, filling in the blanks you know what I mean like yeah whatever so then I like sit there for a minute and we're just like my brother and I are talking and I get and this is like never happened to me and it was so weird and it was just like the name Theodore like in my brain like just Theodore like boom like and I was just like <laughs> all right uh was your name Theodore <laughs> and it's like yes and I'm just like all right, that was super strange. I was trying to explain it to my brother because it was like, not like, it didn't feel like my own information. Like it didn't feel like it was coming from my source of knowledge. It felt like it was just like, here it is, like right in front of you, here's my name. Like right there it is, you know. Interesting. Really weird. So, so I'm like, that's super strange. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then, you know, the lady's like, get back on the tour bus, time to go. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool. So I'm kind of like, well, that could have been anything, fun experience, yay for good time, you know, like just yeah. it's fun over. times, we killed some time in Missouri. Um, <laughs> the next day, my brother and I are hanging out, we're getting coffee, there's this little coffee shop in downtown Hannibal called Java Jive, um, it's in an old building, and they have a bunch of local authors and magazines and stuff on the tables you can kind of like sort through while you're waiting. And there's this one and it's like historic Hannibal and it's, it was like a magazine and I picked it up and I was just like thumbing through it. And I stop on this story and it's about this family and they were immigrants from Germany that came to Hannibal. Their youngest son's name was Theodore. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and the dad died shortly after they got to Hannibal and the mom was a real hard ass and she like ran a saloon to like support her family. Like she was not a nice lady. 
Um, yeah. Did she run a brothel too, or was it just it a, was a saloon? Well, rumored. I mean, okay. It was a saloon. <laughs> we don't want to dis- disparage her name. <laughs> I mean, God forbid. I don't want her showing up at my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so it was, it, it creeped me out because it was like, it's one thing to get all this random information and be like, okay, like, I don't know, can't verify that. But then the next day to have all of that stuff just be like, boom, 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 boom. And you're yeah. just sitting there that like, so weird. Like, what do I do with this? You know? And so it was just so weird. And so like now I'll go take walks in cemeteries, but like, and this again is like superstition. But like when I get in my car, like doesn't matter if I'm alone or with somebody, I'm like, you can't follow me home. Like you can't come with me. You can't follow me home. You don't get to show up at my hat. Like you're not welcome with me. Like, because I'm just a little bit weirded out by that whole Hannibal thing. It's just like, I don't know, man. You're in the car. You just hear mom, mom. You're like, no. Mom? (laughs) Nope. I was going to say the one thing too that was odd is that I looked at where they were buried because I Googled it and it had moved. They were up in the cemetery that we had been to. And they had been moved down to the newer cemetery. And that was one of the questions we had asked because when we were walking around in that field, we stopped at a spot that like there was nothing there. And it was in the older cemetery part Mm. where people had been moved. And then later on, I found out that family had been there, but they were moved. Oh my Did you happen goodness. to save that um, that magazine or newspaper, whatever I it was? I didn't save it. I think I probably took pictures of it on my phone. I'm sure I did somewhere, but yeah, I I was like just so weirded out. I was just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> what you said, you were like, well, what do I do with this information? That's the biggest thing. Like, if if we were to have one of these experiences, what do you do after that? Do you just like right. start living your life, being like, well, this they might be around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a like. You know, it's not like, you know, when you watch a horror movie and it, it like this, you know, whatever kind of haunting thing happens affects the entirety of their lives. It's like just a a random run in with a ghost that's like, hey, you remind me of my mom. And then like, <laughs> what, you're just supposed to go back to normal after that? And for <laughs> also like, why are you hanging out in a cemetery that you used to be buried at? Like, I don't know. Is it like, like, how did, how did we get here? I don't know. Like, it's, it's a weird thing to me. We, we had a guest on, uh, Devin, who I can't remember if he said this on the, the episode or if, if we were just talking, because there was another time we were just walking through a cemetery with Devin, and he was, <laughs> he was like, he's very, like, like if the scale's zero to ten, he is like 11. He breaks the scale. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Like <laughs> and, and he's just like, oh, ghosts don't hang out at cemeteries. Everyone's dead here. So like, why is he hanging out there? Yeah. Or maybe he knew that you and your brother were like more, like were the only people around that had been there in a while in that town that could like intercede that message. But also this affirms my feelings about ghosts just being dramatic and they like (laughs) don't really like some of them just want to stir up drama again or just like complain about stuff or like grab your feet at night like what it just like the rec- the validation like hey i'm still here like, yeah like what? hey i lived here once and my mom's annoying and yeah well maybe it's on- the only like the dramatic ones that we hear about like every everyone else is just like i'm dead i'm like chilling like whatever because <laughs> you know otherwise it like there would be a ridiculous amount of yeah. chaos yeah. all the time oh yeah oh yeah 
it's it's wild I yeah that that was my thought too it's like okay well like so I have this information like I don't know like what do you want from me (laughs) maybe it's like when they were alive they have all this extra energy from all the trauma that was brought upon them that like just doesn't have a place to go after they die so his mom must have really traumatized him I guess I mean talk about a rough time like your mom's running a brothel and you're just hanging out like hoping for the best I don't an alleged brothel Lindsay that's right I should yeah I don't I don't want that on me so um so when you saw the the magazine story was there like any uh were there any photographs of of the family um I don't think so there were photographs of the headstone like in the newer cemetery like pictures of their headstones and then I think their old house like wherever they lived like the historic home that they had but there wasn't any pictures of them I'm sure you could find I mean I'm sure they're there somewhere but whose reaction was bigger yours or your brother's probably my brother I think yeah like he's like way on the spectrum of like absolutely go surreal this proves it whoa and I'm just like I don't know man like I don't know how I feel about all this information like that brings me to my next question because I'm I I struggle with this and I'm curious if this is why you feel this way too because you had an experience I mean it sounds like you were one of the few people who had an experience that was confirmed kind of through the universe. You just happen to look through this thing and it's like, well, here's why you had this experience, but yet you say you're a five. Do you feel like you're a five because to admit more would kind of break the scales of reality? Because I, I struggle with like my experiences. If I was just like, Oh yeah, they're real ghosts are absolutely real. Then it's like, well, what else is real? What else do I have to accept? Like how far does this go? Like, how can I live a life if, if all this stuff I believe forever wasn't real is now real. I can see some of that. Yeah. I definitely think too. It's like in some weird way, I feel like if I admit it out loud that it's like, opening myself up to like more of that which I don't know that I necessarily want (laughs) right it's like it's like then you have to commit to like you know oh I I was just having this thought this conversation in my head today because I just feel like there's been a lot of questions in my head about like spiritual stuff and and I literally was like oh if I just like stop believing in all of it it's so much easier if I would cut it all yeah. off yeah and let's just do that and like it made me feel more comfortable and I was like but is that the cheap way out I don't know it's all confusing but I'm glad we're all here learning and talking about it so that's a good thing yeah I'm definitely not opposed to like learning more or being like I guess open to experience I just don't want anything to like sneak up on me and like scare the shit out of me like so do, do you think we're crazy for doing a seance like do you think that's something we should avoid or should we just jump right in I mean, I don't know. Like, what are you hoping to learn? <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. I want to see like the table flip over and chairs fly around the room. I want to, I want it to be undeniable where JJ finally has to be like, fine, I'm a six. You know, I want that too. If it's real, then you'll probably get some evidence. If it's not real, you have nothing to worry about. Like, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's more about like your curiosity and like satisfying that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I could be there, guys. I think it would. Okay, you have to be there. You're the one that's going to get the big reaction. Ooh, it's going to be rough. I'm going to need some recovery time. I I always think about like the energy part of it. Like, like we are made up of energy, and like your energy doesn't just like cease to exist because your body does. Right. That's that's where I'm like really like okay. 
what, okay. <laughs> like, what do we do with that? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing to like wrap your head around kind of. And I feel like some people are way more sensitive to that, like extra yeah. juju in the air. You know, I feel that. Noah feels that. JJ does not understand do not. it at all. <laughs> I definitely think I have a little bit of, I don't want to, I hate saying it like this because it sounds really woo woo. And it just sounds, it just reminds me of like everybody in Santa Fe. Um, <laughs> I feel like I might be a little bit empathic, but I don't mean it in like a ghosty way. I just mean like I tend to pick up on people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I also Which is a good thing. I mean, I'm like hypersensitive to everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're in good, some good company here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good trait to have, but I think it can also be a little overwhelming sometimes. Uh, yeah. Detrimental. We were watching a nature documentary and I got like, I almost started crying about just turtles being trapped, which is very sad, but I like became the turtle and I had to just be yeah. like, stop, turn it off. <laughs> I can't watch any, like anything about like the Holocaust, like Holocaust oh, movies. God. Like, yeah, oh, me either. That's yeah. super sad. <laughs> Not going to do it. Sorry. We jumped from turtles to the Holocaust. That was a big, that jump. was a big, <laughs> a big jump. That's what we do at Real Haunting. We're- we take big <laughs> jumps. Yes, we do. Thanks, Big ADHD. Stuff. Really cool of you. Um, <laughs> we all are there too. Yeah, that was a classic ADHD. Mode. This episode like, has kind have of you been guys talked about the Holocaust lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I definitely do understand the overwhelming part. I think that, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's why it's hard for me to admit it too, because I just I can't take any more overwhelming shit. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. I'm good out of five. (laughs) For me, I'm like, yes, I want ghosts to exist because how amazing would that be? And I like want to, to see something that like jolts me into believing in that. But at the same time, like I kind of don't because I'm sort of like comfortable with the idea that like when we die, that's it. We're, we're gone. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> like to, to me that's like what makes life so like precious and valuable is that it's Im- yeah. impermanent and like that's why i make not, every bad decision like, i ever make because i go well it's probably just over when we die so might as well do xyz yeah well, what if like, like eternity is really boring and like what if i need to start going to church again i don't want to do that but does like, that mean like eternity is just haunting people or like following them around on ghost uh, tours like, those of us that were non-believers that it <laughs> <laughs> like I, but I feel like if you admit more like you have to take responsibility for more too you know yeah. what I mean like there's mm-hmm. like okay well if there's more to this then like shit. yeah what <laughs> like if, if there's something after this then what is it that we're supposed to be doing right now in the here and now podcasting like, yeah obviously. that's right <laughs> talking about it perseverating oh, on it perseverating until we get there worrying every day until we die <laughs> So obviously this is our Christmas. It's Halloween. So Lindsay, do you do anything special for Halloween? Nothing too crazy. I I mean, I have three kids. So like we do the traditional, like let's carve a pumpkin. Um, I don't know. We made a bonfire the other night, did s'mores. Like, that's fun. I mean, it's mostly the family stuff at this point for yeah. me. Um, for sure. You no, know, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, well, the other kind of hot take we've been dealing with on our podcast with Halloween is candy corn. Are you a fan or not? I am a fan. Huge uh, fan. Yes. Wow. Love one, candy corn. One vote in the Noah corner. <laughs> it's just like once you have like what you can't stop. Like you I just, love it. I eat yeah. it until my teeth hurt. 
Mm-hmm. I have to yeah. after like yeah. four. I, I sure. do not have problems stopping. I'm bringing you guys bags of candy corn next week when I see you. No. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Before we get you out of here, we definitely want to plug all your podcasts. So where can people find uh, more of your voice if they want to hear from you? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to hear more, that's great. But if not, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Hard sell there. <laughs> it's really a terrible podcast. Um, no, it's <laughs> parenting versus podcast. We are not experts on parenting and we are not experts on podcasting. So if that's your thing, like feel free to listen. Um, <laughs> so Apple podcast is usually where you can find us, Stitcher, all that good stuff, pretty much wherever you find your podcast. And if we want to learn more about your hometown where do we find that podcast what's up abq same thing apple podcast stitcher um you can go to what's up abq.com i believe our, po- our our website is under construction so it's not great right now but we're getting there <laughs> awesome we will definitely make sure to drop some reviews on those for you and hopefully some oh, of our thanks. audience will find their way over there it's well thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it and um, do you have any last words you want to leave for our fans before we get you out of here stay spooky always Awesome. Well, do you want to do the sign off with us? I'm going to leave it to you. Well, with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, let's just made my night, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.